Financial Grown-Up Guide, Five Spring Break Travel Money Tips with We Travel There podcast host, Lee Huffman. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. We got this. Welcome everyone to a new financial grown-up guide. And this one is so important to me because I am going through a period where I'm coming to appreciate travel a lot more. I know we all go through different phases. Maybe it's because it is so cold here in New York City and I am ready for spring break. So yes, this is a bit self-serving, but I am betting a lot of you want this intel as well. And the guest I brought you is amazing. I am very excited. My co-host here today is Lee Huffman. Okay, Lee, say hello now. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? Thank you for co-hosting this. You are such a master at finding the best places to go. Your podcast, you interview locals, which is so genius because they give us the inside intel. So we're not just going on sort of what the hotel concierge sells us, right? Exactly. I, I mean, anybody can look on Google for the best things to do in a city. But the locals really know the best places to eat and the best things to do and how to skip the lines. And it's such an authentic show. I love that. And and they're not, in the best way, they're not super polished professionals, like I said, selling you something. They're just locals sharing what they love. That's exactly the point. I mean, it's all about finding out the best things to do from the from a local's point of view. So that way you can travel like a local. All right, stand by Lee for just one second. Before we get into your spring break travel tips, and you did bring five with you, for our listeners, if you are looking for what we call the classic episodes where we talk to high achievers, like Lee, who share their money stories and everyday money tips, those drop on Mondays and Thursdays, and you can listen to, oh my gosh, I think 170 of them that we have done by going to bobbyrebell.com forward slash financial grown up podcast or anywhere that you listen to podcasts, whether that's iTunes or Spotify, and by the way, or many others, I should say. And by the way, you can check out Lee's episode soon. We did a classic episode with him and we will put the link to that in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe if it's not out yet when this drops, because then you will see it. All right, let's get to Lee's five spring break travel tips, most of which to be fair, we're saying spring break, Lee, because we're heading into spring. But the truth is a lot of these are really year round. But let's get to number one. It's kind of a no-brainer, but you've got a special twist on it, and that is obviously using miles and points to pay for flights and hotel. But what is the best way to do this? Sure. The number one thing is using miles and points is sometimes, you know what, cash is a better option, honestly. The way that airlines have done things nowadays, it's almost not worth it to use airline miles whenever you're traveling domestically. You get a way better value when you're traveling internationally using your airline miles. That's so interesting. So really think about the kind of trip that you are taking before you use your miles and think carefully and make sure to use them in the best way. All right. Number two, we're going to talk about airport parking, Lee. What do we need to know about airport parking? Yeah, exactly. Some of the things that, you know, obviously if we're using airline miles and hotel points to pay for our flights and our hotels, there are still a lot of other expenses that you incur whenever you go on vacation. And number one is getting to the airport and, and being at the airport. Your car is going to be sitting there all week long. And you know what? There's a couple of different ways you can save money on that. One, there are some companies out there where you can actually rent out your car while you're gone. That way, maybe you can earn a little money on the side. Wait, what? You're going to let strangers drive your car? 
Some people. I'm so confused. Some people do it. Some people do it. Really? Yeah, just like Airbnb, but it's for your car. That's so interesting. So give us some names of companies that can do that, and we'll of course put them in the show notes. One of them is called Turo. T U R O. And they, they have parking lots at the airport. You just drop your car off. They take it. Sometimes people will book it and sometimes they won't. But overall, it's a good way to earn a little bit of money. But a better way to actually save some money without having to worry about people going through your, your glove box and <laughs> everything else that's going on in your car uh, is actually instead of paying for parking at the parking lots, there's a thing where you can do is you can stay at a hotel the night before your flight. So if you have an early morning flight, or maybe if you're coming back from uh, from a flight and you get back at like you know 11 or 12 o'clock at night, you don't want to make the long drive home, just get a hotel night. A lot of hotels will actually let you keep your car in their parking lot. And sometimes they charge a, a small amount. Sometimes it's, it's completely free. And that way uh, you're reducing your cost and you're getting a little bit better sleep. And a lot of airport hotels aren't really that expensive. So you could pay for the hotel night and it could end up being less than it would be to pay for your car to park at the very expensive airport lots. Absolutely. And you don't have to park in the economy lot that's like five miles away from the airport. And they probably have nice shuttles that'll take you right to the hotel. Some hotels are even attached to the actual airport, in fact. Exactly. And some of them even have free breakfast. Which brings us to number three. You're going to talk about ways to save money on food while traveling. And that's obviously one of them. Exactly. So when I'm looking at hotels, sometimes I want to be in a very luxurious hotel, five star and get totally pampered. But sometimes, you know, all I need is like a hotel night because I'm going to be out all day long. So I look for hotels that offer free breakfast or they have like a, a an evening happy hour or a lounge where you can go get some food and drink on your schedule. So those are great ways to, to save some money or getting a hotel or renting a timeshare or an Airbnb that has a full kitchen is another way to save some money. Maybe you don't want to cook the entire time when you're on vacation, but you know, if you get a couple boxes of cereal and like a, a dozen eggs, it's an easy way to get rid of one of the meals and uh, save a lot of money that way. That is interesting. What about on attractions, all those activities? Because I never know, you go to a city and sometimes these tourist offices, they give you these brochures with these coupons, but are those really a good thing? Aren't there, there, I feel like those must be tourist trappy things. There must be better things than just the kind of booklets that they hand you. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously people pay to have their stuff in those offices. So it may not always be the best deal. One of the things I like doing uh, both for food and for attractions before I go to a city, say, say you're getting ready to go to Chicago or Seattle or whatever city you're going to, go look on Groupon and then see what attractions are available at a discount that way. Bank of America is really cool uh, where they have, uh, I think it's the first Saturday of every month, uh, free museum passes. Uh, as long as you have an ATM debit card from Bank of America, you can get in for free. There's a lot of cool things like that. And then also a lot of cities around the world offer free uh, walking tours. That's so interesting. And how do you find out about them generally? Besides, of course, your website. Yeah, <laughs> my website. We do have some of that information. Uh, there are, honestly, I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but we can put it in the, in the show notes. I'll send you the link. There are some agencies out there that have volunteers. They're in love with their city and, and they just can't wait to show tourists all about their city. And it's a good way to get the unique perspectives on things that you want to see when you're in town. What's the etiquette with something like that? Are you supposed to tip them? I mean, it's it seems a little too good to be true that these people are 
donating their time for free? Should you, I mean, at the end of the tour, is there some kind of a group meal that you would treat them to? I mean, how do you thank them in an appropriate way? I always kind of keep a, a few gift cards in my in my pocket, like say for Starbucks or Amazon, something like that, right? That's a good way. Obviously, some of them do operate solely on tips. And so obviously in that situation, they're going to pull out all the stops to make sure that you have a great tour of the city. Or, you know, just if you're spending the day with somebody, you might become friends and say, hey, can I buy you a beer? Or can I buy you, can I buy you some dinner or, or lunch? And, and that's kind of the, the appropriate way to do it. Just like you would, like if any of your friends did the same thing for you. That's so nice. Okay. Now, while you're away though, your home is often unoccupied. You have some tips to keep your home safe while we are traveling. Yes. Yes. So, and that is, I should say, tip number five. <laughs> yeah. So, the one thing that's going to ruin a vacation, you come home to your home burglarized or something bad happening. So, you know, obviously, you're going to talk to your neighbors and let them know that you're going to be gone. You know, obviously, don't broadcast it to too many people, but a couple of neighbors that you trust, let them know that you're going to be gone and uh, have them keep an eye on it. But also, uh, most police forces in all the cities around the, around the US, if you let them know that you're going to be gone, They'll actually th- sometimes throw out a, an extra patrol through your neighborhood just to come by and take a peek. You obviously want to reach out to the the U.S. Post Office and ask them to hold on to your mail, so that way you're you're not getting an overflowed mailbox. And uh, same thing, either stopping your newspaper delivery or having your neighbor pick it up uh, is another way to make sure that your home continues to look lived in. There's old school timers. Or now there's a lot of different uh, gadgets that you can get from like Amazon or, or wherever that will actually turn your lights on and off throughout the day. And so again, making your house look lived in is a good way to make sure that the burglars know to stay away. And of course, you could always consider Airbnb-ing it, of course, <laughs> exactly. just like with cars. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right. So much great information. And there's so much more on all of your channels. Tell us where people can learn more about you and get more of this great information. Sure. So uh, baldthoughts.com is uh, my website that I focus on trip reports, credit cards, and hotel and airline uh, loyalty programs. And so you go there for, for a lot of this information. And then my podcast is We Travel There. And that's all about, uh, again, interviewing locals to find out the best things to do in their town. Highly recommend it all. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.